The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for Lottery West. That's the ticket because all available profits go to funding good stuff for WA. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Hi, Rami. Hi, Rami. Hi, Carrot. Hi, Hi Kimber. Hi, Pete. Hi, everyone. Hi, Rami. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Carrot. Hi, Matt. Hi, Kimber. Bonus content podcast. Bonus content. Bonus content podcast. Well, it's sort of like just the podcast of everything that wasn't this show, plus a little bit at the beginning that you haven't heard. Bonus content. No, it's called unique bespoke material. Oh, unique I like bespoke that. Material. UBM. Yeah. Yeah. In a cool UBM. Way. That's gonna that's gonna make its way up the chain, and it's gonna be in every executive meeting from now on. You know that, right? I guarantee you. In two weeks, there'll be a calendar appointment yeah. going. Guys, master class. Unique. What did I say? UBM. 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 Guys, it'll be at one o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, and you guys will have to. How many yeah. UBMs across the? I'll network be running now the class. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Mine, unique yeah. bespoke material. Material. Yeah. Amazing. Well done, yeah. Matty. Uh, what do you guys brought to the table? Well, it's one that Matt brought in this morning, oh, yeah. and it was actually quite hilarious because when you pitch things to us, you guys can get quite heated or passionate about certain topics. Passionate, yeah. And this one, I didn't expect you to bring to the table, I Matt. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with me at the moment. I didn't expect to get so fired up about it because it's actually, in the great scheme of things, it's not that important. It's not that important at no, all. No, but, but is that why it got you fired up? Oh, look, it was just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan or anything, but he seems, he writes a lot of good music and he seems like a decent bloke. And apparently he's been off social media now for uh, nearly a year, uh, citing some uh, emotional problems and all that sort of stuff, you know, wish him well. And I was reading this article, feeling nothing but, but you know, care and, uh, towards him and hoping he was okay. And then I saw the names of his kids. <laughs> oh. And I just thought, <laughs> I just thought you got so okay. Are they mathematical terms? Uh, Jupiter. Oh, nice. nice. Thank you. Yeah, 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 I like yeah, you. Yeah. What are they? Jupiter. Yeah. Right. Which had me going. Yeah. I thought, oh come on, man. Jupiter. Jupiter Sheeran. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then the first one was called. Lyra Antarctica. Lyra. Lyra Antarctica. I'm really, so far, like all of these names. Do you? No, you don't. Yes. No, that's just, what? no. Why this do is you get to decide? Why do you get to decide what is a name and what is not? Because uh, because the because. law of the animal jungle of the kingdom means that those people should and will be rightly bullied for having <laughs> such <laughs> crap well, names. I'm Kimber, which is the. Old school animation line of the jungle. So I am the king of the jungle and I say, queen. get out there with your weird names. Wasn't Kimber Go crazy a queen? With them. Was Kimber a queen or a king of the jungle? Well, a, I mean, a king. a king. And it was a white he's a, lion, he's a guy. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but they, the kids lion. don't have the choice. Yeah, so what, there's nothing wrong with being called Jupiter. Yes, what's what's is. wrong yes, with there being is. called Lyra or Jupiter? Lot. No, Lyra, Lyra I don't mind. I like Lyra. Yeah, Lyra I didn't mind. The first half Antarctica. Antarctica. is a bit what's off. Wrong, I don't understand what's wrong with having that name. It's like, just silly. Well, what, silly. what about this why? name from Elon Musk? Remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, Elon but, you Musk know, again, is bizarre. But it, what, why? Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that cool? Yeah, I, I no. think that... I think that It's an algorithm. Isn't that pronounced a... Oh, no, I'm not even going to try. So, so I think it's pronounced Tesla. For, <laughs> for those who don't know what I'm talking about, by the way. I mean, Molly Mae Hagen, Tommy Fury just had their baby. So it's been in the news oh. in the last couple of days. Tommy Fury is a sick name. People no, are saying that no, they yeah. have got, they've come up with the worst celebrity baby name ever. Go on. Bambi. 
They call yeah. their daughter Bambi and people are complaining. They're obviously they're big social media influencers and that's the deal. But mm. like I don't like I Bambi's don't know. cute. It's cute, but it's like, you know, when Bambi's an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really good it's point. It's a, a really point. different or situation. Or like Judge Bambi. Yeah, yeah and <laughs> I would feel bad, that, like with a name like Bambi Oh, too. that's, oh, you just made me think of something, a brand new show with Judge Judy, because she's retired, hasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Judge Jupiter. Oh, I like it. Judge no. Jupiter. Like well, it's the alliteration. But, yeah. but aren't you sort of contradicting yourself? Like. I don't, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah. but I don't have any problem. I don't think there's anything weird about fight, like. Fight. Fine. <laughs> I just will never understand why people don't like other people's names. It's not and that are it, so no, it's just that it's always it. you know normal people don't name their kids like that. And no, then what the, you say is normal, mate. It's not the, the gross like what everyone thinks. It is. No, it's not. Just call no, them Mark. You know what? Mark and Karen. It's for God's sake. And let's move what. on. Nah. It's good to know that Matt hates both myself and Kimber. Like that's, it's, you know what? Really nice it, you know what, Karen? Karen, people who have ordinary common names and want to stay in that space, we should let them live there. They can enjoy it all they like. No, please don't misunderstand me. I, I love your <laughs> name. Carrot is a good, strong, is it Welsh or Celtic? It's neither of the above. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where it comes from. What but, about my but name? Jupiter is a planet. <laughs> Jupiter is and a And Antarctica planet. is a f- continent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to call me kids Malaga and West Leederville. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> because it's I know Jupiter. heaps of Arizonas. I know plenty Arizona of... Now, to be I fair, I do it. like yeah. that. Arizona's and I like Chelsea, too. Yeah, oddly India. enough. Is India's not, not India's bad. Not bad, yeah. To be fair, there's Victoria's out there as well in yeah. the state. Maybe, maybe it's just... My yeah. pop's name Darwin. is Sydney. <laughs> like, you know, okay. I mean, we're going a long way back yeah, here. Yeah, no. Oh. Well, some of them work. I, I'll say some of them work. Yeah. Some of them do not. Oh, as a diplomat you are. As That's I so said, true. I don't know what's going on with me. There was a reason that it didn't end up in the show because it's clearly not the I mean, ramblings of a thank, normal, per, of a thank, sane person. I mean, thank God we made the right call. Didn't put in the show. Can you imagine if Kimber and Matt went at it live on the air? Oh, oh love it. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Oh, it'd be great content, it actually. It's a lo- fantastic yeah. content. Yeah. yeah. Oh, guys, I've got to go. Lyra Antarctica's here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Model Lucky Blue Smith and Nara Pellman um, have named their children Stormy Bree and Gravity. So that's just stupid. It's, a, it's stupid. Uh, it's just stupid. It's stupid. And it's for them. They're not thinking about the kid. Yeah. It's Alicia Keys and her partner chose the names Egypt and Genesis. Um, Katie Price and Peter Andre went with Princess Tiami Crystal Esther. Oh, okay. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Alicia Keys should have named her kid Lost. Slim, <laughs> slim, okay, slim, easy, and rubble. That was amazing. Well I was done. assuming all that was being cut. Sorry, I wasn't even listening. No, it's uh, good. Run with it. We'll keep it in. What's in the podcast today? We had a very special guest today. Yes, oh. um, Anthony Albanese, the Prime Minister, played of Kimber's big ones, yeah. Albo's mm. big ones. We did. Which he did a good, good job too. Good fun, really good job. job. He's wonderful, isn't he? I like. I really like him. The I don't know if he's is, any good at being a PM, but he's a nice bloke. Yeah, yeah nice that, bloke. That is the problem when people talk to us about this stuff and they ask you what it's like when a politician comes into the studio. Mm. Because I'm very apolitical. I don't really back many parties <laughs> at all. But it's like we just judge them on the type of character they are when they come in yeah. and how they treat us. And there have been some absolute jerks in the past. Mm, and some people yeah. that I think, i got no time for you, mate. And then there are people that, like, Albo is just a good bloke. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Put so it this way, we will never will make it. People think that we're backing that political party all the yeah. time, but it is just that like he he's nice when he comes in. Yeah. We'll never make it in the Daily Mail for having a chat with Albert. 
No. no. Hey, Scott, Scott Morrison on the other hand. Speaking of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of Albo, he's an ex- exclusive for the podcast. Um, I was telling Kerry a story. Last time I met Albo when yeah. he came into this building was yeah. he was opposition leader. Yeah. And so he doesn't have the, you know, the, the AFP coming along with him doing oh, security yes, checks stuff, as yeah. they generally do like this morning. Um, last time I got a call from Albo mm. saying, hey, mate, it's Albo. I'm at the front. <laughs> he was at the front of reception, locked out, wow. waiting to be let in by myself. And I said, oh, sure, coming in, coming through now. I went down to grab him and I was like, oh, where's your, because they usually come in with yeah. an entourage. He said, oh, they're running a bit late. They're hungover. They went out to Connections last night. <laughs> <laughs> they were hungover. That's bad, boss. Want... So he just great. strolled in by himself. Not, different know, this it, morning, eh? That is Very yeah. how the types of different people come That's in here. Right. When Colin Barnett was Premier... He had about six people in his entourage. They, he had more dudes than I've seen any PM yeah. ever have. Mark McGowan has never had as many no. security as Colin Barnett had. Yeah. Barnett's guys used to get in here early and there was a heap of them scoping the joint. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's telling maybe because, you yeah, know, they were well, liked. If you think you're important enough and you need mm. more, mm. then yeah. I reckon Pete um, would have a big entourage. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's called his family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, what's your ick? Oh, what's your ick? What's your um, turn off, yeah? Price of Passion Fruit. That's a turn off. And the not-so-family movie you watch with your family movie. Mm. <laughs> oh, we, found out, we just found out, too. We haven't told Rami and Carrot. Matt's never seen American Pie. No. What? I've God. never seen it. Not one, two, American three, Pie. four, five, six? Carrots no. really no. There's a lot of And it's one of those films that I feel like I've seen because I've yes. seen lots of the famous clips, but yeah. I've never watched the whole movie. But should we watch it together or is that inappropriate? No. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. No, watch it together and eat, eat apple pie while you're watching it. Oh, that's meta. I don't like apple pie. What? I'll eat all the apple pie. We're learning like, a lot of things. You really don't like apple pie. We're eating a lot of things. I don't like cooked fruit. I don't like any kind of cooked fruit. But you change your tune after you went in the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> Does it have to be the kitchen? It's going to have to be three bleeps oh. in this podcast intro. <laughs> I'm counting. He's the 31st Prime Minister that won't stay in one spot for too long. And one thing we do know he always packs with him a bag of chicken twisties. Oh, chicken. It's Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. Well, hey. Hey. What a great Minister. intro. Yeah. Welcome. Good to be here. Glad it's, to be back in Perth. It's lovely to have you back. You are definitely our most consistent PM visiting over, well, the history of me being at the radio station. Mm. wasn't a high guys. bar, I've got to say. I'm not <laughs> quite sure why there was an aversion to the West. I, I love being here. This is my second visit this year. I believe you're in town to help us search for the uh, radioactive caption. Done. Well done. <laughs> Elbow. Thank you Another so problem much. solved. Well done. Amazing. <laughs> So, now, now Probably shouldn't have lost it in the first no, place, but no. you've got some time up your sleeve now that you've, you don't have to join the search party. It was party. good news. I actually got a, a heads up that it had been found before it was announced. It was like, yes, thank goodness, <laughs> uh, because it was such a strange story, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Yes. This little radioactive, tiny little thing that they were looking for, like a needle in a haystack, but they found it to they their great it. credit. Yeah. There were 
five teams at least out there looking for it. Wow. Oh, good on them. Uh, PM, of course, you're, one of the reasons you, you're in town and spruiking these urgent care clinics, yeah, which is, is fantastic, sounds great. Uh, the only question I would have, certainly for, for Pete and myself, people with kids, you know, often you'll go to the, an emergency department with a kid because, you know, is the arm broken, is it not? And the, the, the reason one goes to emergency is you find that out and it gets treated in the one spot. What a great question, because that is exactly the sort of scenario the urgent care clinics will look after. Great. The place we were at yesterday at Morley, uh, for example, has doctors, it has x-ray, it has pathology, it has a pharmacy attached. The idea is that it will take pressure off Mm. the hospital system, so that instead of being in emergency department for something that is a problem, it's urgent, but it's not. You're you're not going to uh, die from a broken arm. Uh, So you can get it fixed on the spot with bulk billing and it will basically mean that you can get the care when you need it, where you need it, at an affordable, at the same time as it takes pressure off the emergency departments of hospitals. So, the, good. Right. so these yeah. things will have these places will have the tech and hardware as well, Correct. like X-ray and all of that sort Correct. of stuff. Correct. That's the whole idea: is that uh, seven centres to look after exactly that sort of scenario. Mm. There'll be seven sites. Three of them we want to be up and running uh, in the first half of this year: Perth City, Joondalup, and Rockingham. Mm-hmm. And then the last four will be at Murdoch, Midland, Bunbury, and Broome. And it is, uh, I think, a really practical mm. idea. Sounds good. It's a great idea. I mean, I think at the moment we've only got like one 24-hour chemist in this entire city. Yeah, it's, I think it's... it's we can't even uh, access. Yeah. You can't even go get Panadol if you don't. <laughs> good, good morning to Bot's Chemist on our behalf. <laughs> <laughs> um, God bless you guys. There's a, a, a free ad. <laughs> yeah. Send them an invoice. Uh, Prime Minister, uh, one of the other things that's a, a real critical touch point, particularly here in the West, but across the entire country, is we've got a vacancy rate of 0.6% right now. And I was reading something uh, with regards to what Canada introduced at the beginning of January, which was a two-year ban on um, foreigners being able to buy residential properties to hold them for investment. And I was just wondering if there's any solutions that the government's currently working on to help ease the pressure and lift that vacancy rate so we can see housing become a lot more affordable for a lot of families out there. Well, there's a range of things we're looking at to, to boost supply. We have a $10 billion Housing Australia Future Fund that will build more additional social housing. On top of that, we released... Uh, $575 million for social housing investment with the states and territories. Uh, we have a housing accord with the uh, Master Builders Association, with industry and with state and territory governments about supply. And we're creating a housing supply and affordability council uh, nationally as well to look at all of the different ways, like there's not one measure where we're throwing everything at this mm. uh, because we know that it is such a, a major issue. But the big problem comes down to we, we aren't building enough uh, housing uh, in, the, in the right places as well. Yeah. So often we've gone back, we, mm. we build housing in areas and then we go, oh, how do people get from A to B? It's not a shop. Well, yeah. It, All right. Shall we, uh, shall we get into something a little bit more fun? Please. Albo, yes. would you like to play a game? I normally play a game. I'm not sure I would like to, but here it comes anyway. <laughs> you know what? I think you're going to love it. It's yeah. called Kimber's Big Ones. We play it every week and you're our special guest today if you're willing. Kimber's Big Ones. Yep. Yeah. I'm up for it. When I spoke in the, the PNG Parliament a couple of weeks 
weeks ago, my office stirred me up because uh, I got introduced by the Speaker of the Parliament in Pigeon as big man number one. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you should get that tattoo. It's there on Hansard in PNG. Well, then you are definitely ready for Kimber's totally, big one. Absolutely. I'm ready for Kimber's big one. Elbows, big ones. <laughs> He'll win a crappy prize. And you will. That's how it works. You that's win a crappy promise. prize from the fun bucket. Um, that's what happens every week. Flash. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Kimber's big ones. What I need you to do, Albo, is uh, to put these in order from lowest to highest number of Instagram followers. Oh, okay. Lowest to highest. Lowest to highest. I'll get the pen out. Get okay. Out. Do your workings out. You get these marks politicians: Peter Dutton, the Duts, Anthony Albanese, and Chris. Hipkins. Chris Hipkins, the Chris new Hipkins. Of New Chris Zealand, Hipkins, the new name's impossible to PM. say So opinion. lowest? From lowest to highest, the number of Instagram followers, Peter Dutton, Anthony Albanese, and Chris Hopkins, the New Zealand well, Prime Minister. I'll, I'll go Hipkins, Dutton, Albanese. Ooh. Okay, now, you're quite, do you find yourself on Insta quite a bit? Is that how you sort of know this, or you just think you're just going in terms of popularity? Well, I, I, I'm not sure about Chris because he's only been PM for a short period of Big time. Big man yep. number two. But there's, <laughs> there, but, uh, there's less Kiwis than there are there's Australians. <laughs> so I factored that in. See, so, yeah, this is the, we do our working out loud. You're doing a great job of that. Yeah, yeah so that, uh, uh, how'd I go? Well, I can tell you, um, from lowest to highest... Cross Hopkins at 14.5 thousand. It's not 14 and a half thousand. Early days. I'll That's tell you why. Right. It's... He's only been in the job for a couple of weeks. Oh, he's he's, he's coming out next week. Yeah. Uh, is he? I'm having lunch with him next week. He's coming oh. to Canberra and it will be a, a good thing. I've met him before a number of times. He's, yeah, he, right. I think he'll be terrific. Well, nice he, he can't be doing too shabby on 14 and a half thousand because then in comes Peter Dutton on 15.6. Uh-huh. Really? I mean, come on, Dutton. He's been in the game long enough and he's only got a thousand more followers. almost beat him. <laughs> and then Anthony Albanese, my goodness, there you are, 270,000. Oh, Big go. man, number one. Let's go. Wow. So you nailed it. So I got it. You got it right. We're giving what you do a I gift. win. You win something from the fun bucket. Would you like this? Ah, oh, chicken twisties. A big bag <laughs> a of chicken twisties. Party bag. Party, party bag. bag. The I large reckon, size. I reckon that you will be so popular with the uh, plane going on the way back. Nice. Oh, you're going to share them on the, on the flight. I, I, I have to share them or else <laughs> I will undo all the good work I've done to you get are looking look fantastic. Really well. I've dropped 20 kilos, but I reckon I could put 20 kilos on by the time I get to Canberra <laughs> if I ate all of them. Save some for Chris. <laughs> Dream how, big. Yes. How good are chicken twisties? Yeah. yeah all right. Well, They're we know, we know how good they are because the last time. The question we do need answered, which is superior, chicken or cheese twisties? Oh, chicken. Chicken. Oh, controversial. That's a, that's a really easy answer. So wow, can I, I say. Absolutely. Just... And cheese twisties. All the, the yellow stays on your fingers. Yeah. Right? Chicken. Oh, you meant to don't put that go in your mouth. Don't go there, mate. You know, it's, I'm a fan it's, of yours. Do not go there sticky, against cheese this twisties. This is a sticky point for us because when we had that chat with you, Twisties got in touch and said, oh, thanks so much for giving us a spruik. We'd love to send you a little something, Kimber, for asking about the Twisties. And I, I said, you can yeah. make payment in two boxes of cheese Twisties because oh. I love cheese. They sent two boxes of chicken. 
And, They're good, aren't and, they? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking my twisties. Um, thank you for joining us, Prime Minister. Good thank to you see very you over much. Here, and we'll catch you again very soon. See you next time. Now, Pete, you sit around over the holidays as well, particularly saying you watch a lot of family movies. Yes. You've told us a fair bit in the last two years about Sing, uh, about Matilda. and Canto. Yeah, and in fairness, um, over the last over the school holidays and stuff, I mean, we really only watched one family movie. It was just on repeat, and that was Matilda. <laughs> Matilda, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, and it's hard to find a family movie that everyone will enjoy. Mm, and, you know, back in the day that. when you used to go and rent something, it was kind of like, well, what we've got is all we've got, yeah. and everybody has to be into it. And you can only... Only choose a movie off what you read on the back, and you hope everything's going to be okay. <laughs> yes. And I saw this tweet from a TV writer called Dave Horwitz, and uh, Dave put up a post that said, in 2002, his dad rented the movie Secretary, uh-huh. a sight unseen, and we all watched it as a family, and it is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> now, if you haven't seen the, the movie Secretary, it is a uh, James Spader and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal movie, oh, yeah. and she starts working for him as his secretary, and let's just say it's the kind of film that nowadays would end up in a serious HR dispute. Right. Oh, okay. There's a lot of after-hours work. Lots of after-hours okay. work, and lots of the work that goes on during work hours is... Really inappropriate for kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I thought, why don't we have a fun chat about that not for a family movie that you watched with your family? Okay, so we got secretary. <laughs> this isn't just about typos. It's your behavior. What about my behavior? It's very bad. Hello. Oh, <laughs> not a family movie. No. Let's go around the table, Maddie. Well, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that I was an actor before this, went to the most prestigious drama school in Australia. NIDA? But, um, was it NIDA? Yeah, NIDA. Yeah, NIDA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I've never heard him mention this. No, no. no. And I did a, a film that was quite popular in 96 called Love and Other Catastrophes. Monogamous relationships is that they're very complicated, you know? There's a lot of hassle, a lot of game playing. It's really not for me. There are advantages. No. <laughs> like what? You're not alone. Strong performance, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> I couldn't play the bit that I wanted to play because I, I wanted, you know, I was trying to be cool uh, in yep. front of Steppy D. And you were like, check out this film I'm, I, I made in. a movie. Moo Moo made a movie and I'd forgotten that in the very first scene, the opening scene, Moo Moo is in a very compromising position. <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> Traumatised. Yeah. Um, for me, it was it was 1999. And uh, I was in year nine, brother's in year six, Friday night movie night, and dad comes home with a VHS slung under his arm, a new release uh-huh. uh, uh, called American Pie. Uh, warm <laughs> apple pie. And uh, <laughs> it sounded like, hey, to him it sounded like just quite a rather wholesome movie yeah. about a, you know, just a bunch of boys. And, and it's a family film. Right, There's family in it. His thing Ooh. at the time was like, he's he's, he's got a couple of boys. It yeah. just might be a nice, cool family film with a couple of boys. It didn't turn out that way, especially with the compromising kitchen scene where mm. old mate's getting stuck into a pie, if you know what I mean, from everybody who's listening to this having seen American Pie. Yes. Just <laughs> 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 what not for family movie did you watch with your family? Dawn in Forestfield, what's this movie? Uh, when my siblings and I were in about primary school, my father came home with a VHS called Caligula. Oh, yes. Caligula, that's Malcolm like, isn't McDowell. that just like a story of Roman Emperor? Oh, yes. Yes. Who was a very oh, naughty boy, yes. wasn't he, Dawn? 
an extremely naughty boy. Mm. Um, let's say that the movie got turned off quite quickly. Ah, uh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. First scene, there it goes. Yeah. Didn't realise that Caligula was into that much trouble. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, big Saturday night. <laughs> Caitlin in Midland, uh, what's the movie? Uh, it's an old horror movie called Christine about a, a car that comes to life. So it's less inappropriate because it's awkward and more inappropriate because we were very, very, very young. <laughs> um, my brother <laughs> was maybe four or five at the time, absolutely no older than six, and he used to get so excited every time this car came to life to murder someone. And he'd be like, go, Christine, go! Because they were getting rid of the bad guys. Like, he would, it should be traumatising for a five-year-old, but he was just so in love that this car come to life. It didn't matter that it it's a scary movie. It was just, go, Christine! Yay! So we've got, we've, it's, it's rated R. We've it's got a bit R of rate. the audio here. We've got to, hang on. <laughs> oh, yeah, as expected. <laughs> yep, it just sounds talk. like, Motorflex! <laughs> <laughs> but it is a horror thriller rated R. And, and Caitlin, how old were you? Uh, I would have been about 12. Uh-huh. I reckon yeah. my brother was about four or five at the time. Yeah. My littlest brother. That trailer could have been anything. Yes. It could have been anything. Yeah. Um, Kylie and Alexander Heights, good morning. What was the non-family movie you watched with your family? Good morning. It was uh, The Full Monty. Oh, and yes. it was my little brother and his mum took him to see it at the movies. And about three days later, we got a phone call from school because um, in all his entrepreneurial skills, him and a few mates decided to charge 50 cents per person to put the full Monty on. Oh, wow. (laughs) Cracking film back in the day. Absolutely cracking film. These men. I don't see why not, Gerald. Because you're fat and he's thin and you're both ugly. Have come up with a plan. No, not doing it. Come on, Dave, don't stop now. That's going to get them a lot of exposure. I believe in miracles. Come on, Dave, get your kit off. (laughs) Wow. Did they they make a quid, Carly, or what? They did, actually. They did pretty well. They made like $120 or something. Uh. (laughs) Um, And his dad, like our dad, was very, very proud of him at the time because he's like... You know, just going out and making some money. Didn't Quite. think about anything else. Yeah. But they yeah. had to. The, the principal made them donate the money. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. See, it's important but, what films you show your kids. It turns out that it will influence what career they end <laughs> up in. <laughs> Went to it's, things. Things are expensive. Like I'm just throwing that out there because we we all know. Like I feel stupid saying it. Right, yeah. because it's around us all the time. Yeah, but the there's moment. just a lot of examples that really seem to stick in your craw. Like well, there's a couple that you just go, no, that's that's expensive to the point where you're just you're really taking the Mickey now. And this this was me yesterday, basically. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm hearing this increasingly. And I thought we'd just about had it, sort of towards the end of last year when mm. things were spiking in inflation and blah blah blah. But I feel even more this year that I'm going to like a Woolies or a Coles or a supermarket or something like that and walking out with two bags with not much in them and going, how did I pay 150 bucks for that? Mm. And yesterday was a stunning example of where you're just getting caught. My kids love a bit of fruit. 
Right, oh, that's yep. good. And I, they, they do that. And every evening after dinner, the ritual is, "Hey, Dad, can we have a fruit platter? Mum, can we have a fruit oh, platter? That's right, great. A little bit of this. Yeah, it's great. Oh my God, I had a maxi bon last night. Oh, did you? <laughs> hey, oh looking God. after yourself. <laughs> oh, I like it. That sounds like hell. all the five oh. food groups. Which right maxi bon? There's like fifteen the different one. maxi. Oh, <gasps> I know. But live your best life, kids. Eat your fruit. Eat your fruit, and then you can have a maxi bon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but a mini one because it's school time. Um, but I went there and, you know, it was like, go and get some fruit because the kids are going to need some extra fruit. And at the moment, like, I'm getting chills and shivers when I think about having to go and buy some fruit for the kids. Yeah. And I went through the checkout and it's a self-serve checkout. And by the time you get to the self-serve checkout, it's too late. Mm-hmm. If you've made a mistake, yeah. it's too late. Generally, because there's other people waiting to use the self-serve checkout. And, and I had four passion fruit oh. and I put them down on the thing and search for it. P, passion fruit, bang, lock it in. And it goes, how many do you have? And I went, four. And the price came back at 10 bucks <sighs> for four passion fruit. And I looked oh. at these passion fruit and went, you are $2.50. And passion, passion fruit's got nothing in it. You know, do you know that in Australia, that is why passion fruit is sold by the piece and not the weight, because they're empty sacks of nothing. Don't hey, you? Wow. Whoa, whoa, you are getting whoa. way too they, aggressive about passion fruit. I am allergic to them. They're rubbish. Oh, okay, but, okay. but they are. Are you, are you not disappointed when you crack open a passion fruit and you go, there's not a lot going on inside? No. It's like life though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where I am disappointed is when I take those passion fruit home and Ollie Bear. Our 18-month-old is got his hands out going, passion fruit, please. Yes. And I crack one of those open and give it to him, only to see him flinging it around the house <laughs> a couple of minutes later. At $2.50 At $2.50 a, a pop, that's when it's disappointing. Pete, Matt and Kimber. Well, of course, maths is back on our screens. And uh, there's a, a Perth bloke, a 30-year-old uh, marriage celebrant, funnily enough, uh, called Jesse, who, who's on there. And uh, he... Obviously, has been interviewed before his marriage, and he gave a a list, quite an extensive list, of things that are turn-offs for him. Well, I think he called them his icks. Girls who are addicted to their phones, social media, motivational quotes, hustle and grinding. Who do you think you are? Any girl who calls me honey, sweetie, you're not my auntie. Chicks who are always talking, who always interrupt you. Any girl who starts a sentence with, oh my God, babe. Star sign chicks. Oh my god, that's such a Libra thing to do. I'm not Libra. Shut up. <laughs> he Inclu- sounds like so charming, doesn't he? What yeah. an absolute delight. Also, doesn't like gym photos or chicks who pout. So unfortunately, you're Why don't out you there, put Kimber. all the women you know into one little box, dude? Talk yes. about pigeonholing everybody. He did. <laughs> that's exactly god. what he did. He certainly did that. <laughs> so they're they're his icks. They're his turn offs. Uh, and, and we're asking oh. you, what are your icks? I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest. I've always seen icks as the thing that you can't really justify. Right. Like, uh. I can justify someone being on their phone all day and going, oh, that's a rubbish thing to do. It's something. Sure. Icks would generally, in the past, they've always been referred to as the thing that you can't really understand. Like, one person I once remember saying, they thought it was icky when they saw the man that they were into chasing a receipt down the street when it was blowing in the wind and watching him run towards it oh, yes. was enough to turn her off. And those are the things you cannot explain, can you? you but can't they, explain are, they are on a them. cellular level. You don't know why. Yeah, See, him, uh, it just sounds like he's complaining about a bunch of stuff. But yeah. a proper ick are those ones that you go, I can't really justify this. But like it icked me out when I dated a dude who had smaller hands than me and he used to touch my <laughs> hands and hold my hand. And when like it felt like when you crossed the street, I was holding hands with a child. Oh. And so when he was trying to like 
hold my hand and like stroke my hand and stuff. It just made me feel weird and I broke up with him over so it. So superficial. Ew. Ew. <laughs> uh, Eddie and Thornley, what's your ick? My ick, guys, are these ladies that have to plaster makeup on themselves like it's been put on with a trowel. And you need a cold chisel to get it off. Cold, cold chisel. chisel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you, I remember hearing uh, uh, people uh, really complain about people, uh, women putting makeup on on, in tra- on trains and whatnot. And so it's, it's, some people seem to be really uh, triggered by people putting makeup on. Really? In public. Oh. I'm not. Well, but... apparently people are triggered just by people wearing makeup. Yeah. Well, when you put it on with a trowel. <laughs> hey, Roz. Good morning, Roz. Good morning. So How are you? You're with uh, Kimby here on this one with the I ick. am. I am. Which I one? Used to, <laughs> I used to go out. Ah, <laughs> yes. I used to go out with a guy and his hands were softer than mine. <laughs> and it was just like, come on now. <laughs> Why it felt so strange. I mean, this guy's, it was not just because they were soft, it was because they were particularly small. Like his hands definitely yeah. felt smaller in my hand, which was yeah, weird. Right. But, but it is a funny thing, isn't it? I, it's like yeah. you, didn't, you don't want a man that's got like all of the blisters and things on there, but soft yeah. just felt strange. These hands, it's, Roz, have never is, seen a day's work in their life. <laughs> it's just like, okay, you just, yeah, I mean, I don't do all the manicuring and the moisturising stuff, and it was like he did, and it was just, yeah, not on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. what hands are you dealing with now, Roz? Um, thankfully, a lot rougher and firmer. <laughs> oh, Roz. Nice. Roz with the old rough, wow, firm Ross. hand partner. Not only do they feel strong, they also get off that dead layer of skin. No. <laughs> Thanks, Roz. <laughs> and Kimber. The Pete, Matt and Kimber podcast for Lottery West. That's the ticket because all available profits go to funding good stuff for WA. Play responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Next 94.5.